What is going on, Chiefs Kingdom? You are here back with another Coach's Corner. I am Justin, and I am joined today by no one, actually. Uh, doing a little solo pod here. Um, Caleb had some stuff going on, so he's working on that. He'll take care of that. I'm sure he'll fill you in next week where actually I won't be around. Um, I will be getting married this Saturday for whenever you're listening to it, this Saturday, August 1st, and I'll be taking the week off and trying to relax. Um, but he'll be there and we're going to have uh, CJ back on who was a previous guest with us and they're going to have a great show for you. But um, so I'm picking up the slack today and, and they're going to pick up the slack next time we're on here and, you know, just touch base a little bit on, on the whole wedding thing. If anybody else has been out there trying to plan a wedding during this pandemic, I, I'm sorry, and I feel for you. Um, it has been an absolute wild ride, wild experience. Um, mm-hmm. Me and my fiance have had to plan our wedding like three different times now. We had to change our date. Our place, our venue that we originally had planned actually closed their doors permanently on us. And, you know, obviously I feel bad for them too. They were a long established business and, you know, this pandemic has affected everybody so much. And so we actually ended up having to replan an entire wedding in about six weeks. So it's been crazy. Um, My mind is mush pretty much from the entire experience, but I am looking forward to this Saturday and, and actually getting, getting married. It's, it's going to be fun. And after um, that, we're going to, you know, hang out at a lake house for a week and relax, which is something I'm very much looking forward to after the craziness of trying to plan this whole thing so many times. But in addition to that, you know, the sports world, the NFL world has been pretty crazy itself um, with a bunch of different stuff going on. And kind of the, the first big news I would say that there was out there was earlier last week when Laurent Duvernay Tardif um, decided to opt out of the 2020 season. It is something now that I'm recording this on a Tuesday afternoon, something now where you're seeing a ton of NFL players actually to come out and do it. But uh, LDT was kind of the first guy out there to do it. And his decision, I think, is a little different um, than the other players that have been deciding to opt out. As most of you know, he is Dr. Laurent Duvernay Tardif. He finished up his medical school um, this past summer and is a full-time doctor. And he is making the decision to be on the front line um, attacking this pandemic and trying to get it under grips. And it's something you got to commend a guy for. He's obviously turning down a, a lot of money to play football and play football for an extraordinary organization for for just a Super Bowl champion um, with a chance to repeat. And, you know, he the, the guy loves football. The story's out there that he was actually – he would sleep in the locker room in college just so he could save time between practices and having to study to try to be a doctor and stuff. So he's obviously made sacrifices to play football. Um, and now he's, he's making sacrifices for the good of humanity. And I think that's something that you need to commend people on because there's not a lot of people out there that – I think would make the same decision. Um, I'm sure it wasn't one that he made lightly and I'm sure that he's going to do great things and he'll be back in the NFL after this, this whole thing is over. This whole craziness is over. And, you know, I personally wish him nothing but the best in in his ventures and in his being a doctor and 
just doing an amazing thing for, you know, for humanity. It's, it's a great thing that he's doing and I really commend him for it. Um, on the football side of things, you know, that left a hole in the Kansas city chiefs offensive line. Um, he was the starting right guard for Kansas city and that left that void there. Um, their interior offensive line is probably the weakest part of their offense to begin with. Uh, so that is something that they had to go out and address, and they, they did just that right away pretty much in true Brett Beach fashion. He signed a, a, a veteran in Kelechi Assembly, and if you actually go to um, CJ, C, or not CJ, excuse me, Caleb's Twitter, he actually has been breaking down so, some Assembly film um, and giving you the what about for him and kind of his his traits and what he does best and how he would fit into the Kansas city offense. And I think it was, it's an outstanding signing. It's a one year with a deal that's only worth upwards of $2 million. So he's cheap. He's a veteran. He can come in right away. He adds a little bit of nastiness to the offensive line that really hasn't had that. I don't think um, more, I don't want to say finesse because I know linemen hate that word, but they're, they're definitely not looked at as a group that's is going to, you know, maul you in any sort of situation. Um, where Osemele is a guy that is just that. He's a big, powerful offensive lineman. He's going to try to maul you. He's going to be the enforcer type. He is somebody that I think could step, step in right away and compete for that starting guard position, either at the left or the right guard. He was somebody that was very good for the Las Vegas Raiders back a couple years ago and then he was with the Jets had some injuries and anybody on the Jets really is uh tire fire that whole situation is not good so kind of take his years with the Jets as a grain of salt and he's somebody that could return to good form it could actually be an upgrade along the interior for Kansas City so I think it's a great signing I know a lot of people out there um were hoping for Larry Wofford um who was released by the Saints. And I think that just wasn't realistic because of the amount of money that he was probably asking for. This is a deal that it's definitely team-friendly. Um, it helps them. It fills an immediate need with the loss of LDT. And he's somebody that, like I said, he's going to compete right away for that starting spot. Um, and it's something that is important, right? You just paid Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars. You need to keep him upright. And you got to create that that front wall along the interior and, and not allow any pressure for him to do, let him do what he does, which is win football games for you. So I, I think it's a great signing. Um, it's, it's something that had to happen and they're going to move forward with him. And it'll be interesting to see now how the rest of the interior plays along. If they're going to still try to work in Lucas Diang, the rookie that they drafted from TCU you know, at the other guard position, uh, or if they're going to look to bring in somebody else uh, to compete as well along the interior. So uh, it's something too, if you, if you look on Twitter um, and I'm not sure what his Twitter handle is right off the top of my head. So I apologize for that, but Brandon Thorne is his name. He does a great job breaking down offensive linemen in the NFL and does really great, great work there. And he kind of just ranked all of the, interior guys all of the tackles and stuff and if you look at that you'll see that among them the the chiefs interior was towards the bottom tier pretty much every for every category so and i did reach out to him kind of asked him what he thought about them bringing in a guy like that and basically he said no because the chiefs didn't need to bring anybody else in because of 
the way that they scheme stuff and the strength of the union unit is more important than the strength of the individual. So he did a really good, great, great job explaining that. So he's definitely something, if you're into the offensive line type play, you should definitely go check that out. He does a great job over there um, breaking all that stuff down for you. Uh, another thing kind of went on that is probably flying more under the, the radar in Kansas city um, is the fact that they released my guy, Jarvarius Davis, the cornerback out of Auburn, the undrafted guy. He was the one that I was pounding the table for thinking that he was going to actually potentially compete for a spot in the nickel. And they released him. He got picked up right away. Uh, the Miami Dolphins signed him and the, the Dolphins were actually a team that right after the draft that were going after Davis hard. Um, they actually drafted his teammate, Noah, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name because I'm not going to get it right, but the the quarterback, the corner that was across from him, they drafted him. So now they got both corners from Auburn. Um, he's somebody I still – I think that Davis could play. I think he can play in the NFL, and I think the Dolphins were pretty high on him, and you could tell by the way that they, they went after him right away and signed him as soon as Kansas City released him. But I was pretty bummed. He was my guy. He was my, my undrafted sleeper to make the roster, to make some plays for Kansas City. So I'm going to have to keep my eye on him and, and really see what he does in in Dolphins, uh, in the Dolphins uniform this year, which I think he's going to do good things. Um, other Kansas City news, if you saw today, came out this afternoon. Patrick Mahomes, you know, everybody asked, Patrick Mahomes signed this, this half a billion dollar deal. What would you do if you had the money that Patrick Mahomes now did, you know? Well, my first thought was I'd probably pay off my student loan debt. Well, that's that's one thing, but that's boring. Patrick said, you know, I don't really need to worry about that. It's like, all right, well, maybe I'll buy a, a, a nice nice car. Well, turns out Lewis Riddick just tweeted out a picture. He did. He just, Pat just bought a very nice Ferrari. So don't blame him for that. But probably the most impressive thing of the whole contract to come out of this is Patrick Mahomes is now the youngest owner of any sports franchise in history as he is a part owner of the Kansas City Royals, um, which is just something that I think is pretty incredible to see. And it's just one of those things that you can add on the list of Patrick Mahomes accomplishments. And it really is starting to be something <laughs> that is just no surprise where he going to set his mind to something and he's just going to make it happen. Right. He sits his first year. Everybody knew that that it was kind of coming in. He was there. Everybody said he was at least a raw product coming out his first year. Second year comes into the league. Absolutely sets the league on fire. Throws for 5,000 yards, throws for 50 touchdowns, wins an MVP is a D Ford offsides from going to the Super Bowl. Second year comes back wins the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl MVP, and then becomes a half a billion dollar guy. And now he is the proud part owner of a sports franchise in the Kansas City Royals. You know, it's really what what's next for him? Like, what is the next step for Patrick Mahomes? What is he going to do? Like, it's something obviously on the football field, he's going to do his thing and he's going to be in a great position if there is an NFL season in 2020 to to repeat his Super Bowl to put up those fantasy football type crazy numbers with the 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. Cause I don't think that's out of the question with him. He's so talented. The players around him are so talented. They bring back their entire coaching staff. So he really could do what he did 
two years ago as far as a number standpoint, and in addition to that, do what he did last year in winning the Super Bowl. And if he did that, I don't know. I, I think that you might as well just put him in the Hall of Fame right there. It's four years into his career. If he did that, that would just be absolutely remarkable. But, you know, he's he's somebody that's doing all those things on the field, buys the franchise. He's also working with Tyron Matthew um, for social aspects in the world and trying to create um, better better voting um, atmosphere for people in Kansas City and for people across the country, which is, I think, something that is kind of flying under the radar, but it's something that I, you know, obviously he's looking to make his mark in the community and, and to be a great leader, not only on the field, but also in the community. And he's the face of the NFL right now. He was voted as the NFL player rep for the Kansas City Chiefs and at 24, year old, 24 years old and only three years in the league. That is something that is kind of unheard of. Just another thing, again, just put it on his resume where he's here doing unbelievable things, and it's almost something that you come to expect now from him. It's pretty unbelievable. Now, it does. he did say that he was leaning a lot on Dustin Colquitt, who was the player rep before them, who was a 15-year vet. But you think about it, that's Dustin Colquitt 15 years into the NFL doing this, and Pat Mahomes is doing this as a guy that has only been in the league now for three years going on four years so obviously very impressive everything he does so far since he's been in the league has been impressive and and I guess buying the Royals and being a part owner of that is just another thing on the list that you can add to that my question is is now does he buy it does he buy an NBA franchise and bring that to Kansas City you know put that put that stadium right up next to Arrowhead and put it right up next to the the Royal Stadium there and throw an NBA franchise right down there um that would be something else. He does that. I don't even know. I don't even. I don't even know what I would think, but that would be that would be pretty special, pretty crazy. The other thing, kind of not going on, just in Kansas City, and we talked about it a little bit already. You know, with LDT kind of opting out of his contract, is is how many players now are opting out of the 2020 year uh, for this season. It is something that I didn't know if we saw kind of coming. I think we, you would expect some people to do it, obviously, but I think maybe the fashion that it kind of hit, how there's been so many on this Tuesday afternoon, is something of a somewhat surprise. Um, and maybe some one of the bigger surprises even of that is that there are now six New England Patriots that have opted out of the 2020 year. Um, those include names like Dante Hightower, Marcus Cannon, Patrick Chung. These guys are obviously guys who have contributed to them in a big way as starters in years past. Now, what does that mean with all these Patriots opting out? I have no idea. Adam Schefter tweeted out that he was talking with an an executive in the NFL and kind of said the same thing. (laughs) Like Belichick's ahead of the game or something and Adam's Schefter was like, well, what does it mean? And they, they said, who knows what it means? That's why he is what he, you know, who he is, who he is, as he referred to Belichick. It's just, is he ahead of the game? Is he is he tanking, as many people are saying and many people are thinking? Well, I, if, I think if you're trying to tank, why are you going out and signing Cam Newton, right? I mean, if you want to tank and try to get Trevor Lawrence, I don't think that you bring in a Cam Newton to compete as a starter, I think that you roll with Jared Stidham and kind of go about it that way. It's something that's very interesting. It'll be something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, 
there's other players that have opted out as well. Eddie Goldman, a defensive tackle for the Chicago Bears, has opted out. Um, you know, there's been DeAnthony Thomas, who's a former Chief, now with the Ravens. He has opted out. Defensive tackle for the Minnesota Vikings has opted out. So a lot of guys have started to kind of opt out. Um, and, you know, for some of them, you can you can understand why. Domito Pecco, who's a defensive tackle for the Broncos, he opted out. And, you know, last year his wife was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer. So he's obviously got reasons where his wife is in the susceptible um, high susceptible range of people who could contract the coronavirus, and he obviously wants to keep her safe. And I, 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 you can't, I don't think that you can be upset at a player that's looking out for the safety of his family and himself. I don't think that's something that anybody should be angry at them for. Yeah, I mean, I want to see everybody out there playing as much as the next guy and having full rosters and seeing these guys compete on Sundays and Mondays nights and stuff. But there's also the human aspect to it that I think that people often forget. And um, there's a lot more going on than just football right now, especially when it comes to this pandemic and especially when it comes to this virus, it's, it's deadly for people that have underlying issues. And, you know, if you're going home, to somebody that has had an underlying issue, you obviously don't want to be spreading it to them and having them contract it. Um, that would be obviously horrible. <laughs> that would be something that I'm sure that you wouldn't be able to live with if you did it you know, yourself. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes moving forward, you know, and, and kind of along that same lines is I, I want to know, you know, where the NFL is with all their planning when it comes to this, what are teams looking at? As far as I know, we just they just had all these tests come out, and a lot of people that have been tested have been cleared, and that's great. Um, but then you look at like with baseball, what's going on in baseball? Baseball just had you know a team with over seventeen to twenty cases. So you know, in a season long scenario and a season long setting where these guys are in the locker room and they're in their team meetings and they're in the facility all the time and they're in the in the facility working out, um, they're around each other all the time. What's going to happen when the first outbreak happens and there's 20 guys on an NFL team, say it's the Kansas city chiefs. What's going to happen if it's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Frank Clark, who all of a sudden have contracted this and, you know, maybe they're healthy and they're not showing many symptoms, but they have it and they have to go in quarantine. Um, what is going to happen, right? What are you going to do? I mean, if it's Monday night in a big game for Kansas City and Pat Mahomes has to sit, I don't think that there's anybody in the NFL or anybody that has a TV contract that is going to be too happy that the face of the NFL is not able to play. So it'll be very interesting to see how that kind of all plays out and something that I will definitely be keeping a close eye on. Um, that is for sure. But... That's all we have for you today. Quick show, uh, quick solo pod. Like I said, um, glad that you guys are here again next week. Like I said, I will not be here. I will be relaxing, but I'll be thinking about everybody in Chiefs Kingdom across the NFL. Um, Caleb will be here with CJ, I believe. So he'll have a great show for you. You're not going to want to miss it, obviously. Um, you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is jdiz1617. 
Um, you can also make sure you follow us on our coaches corner um, handle, which is the corner underscore AL. Make sure you're following that. You'll be getting all the news, all the updates. Uh, there's all the pods across Arrowhead Live. I have the Power Rankings Digest that will be coming out on Wednesday. So you're going to make sure you're going to want to take a look at that. I also am going to be working on an article later in the week about some of the MVP odds for later this season and some stuff that I've been taking a look at as far as that is concerned. Um, I also was on the Purple Insider. So uh, it's Matthew Collar who worked for ESPN Minnesota, now does his own website covering the Minnesota Vikings. Um, He actually went to, to high school with me and I was on his show. So that should be coming out. So you want to definitely take a listen to that. We talked a little bit about the Chiefs. Um, talk a little bit about the Vikings. So that was a fun show. I appreciate him having me on for that. So you're going to have to be on the lookout for that as well. But as always, it's great having you here. We appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we'll talk to you next time.